0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Bladen Homerson Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Uh, it's that time of the week when we give uh, our college football picks against the spread. It's picks trying not to suck, my weekly handicapping contest against my brother, the Skinny. Let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skinny, what's up?
1: Oh, not much. Uh, just, um, you know, kind of, I, I mean, it's struggling here on these picks, so hopefully we can get it right this week
0: right now for those of you who uh, need a refresher every week we pick our five favorite games against the spread we don't tell each other what we're picking so we do it live here last week though skinny was uh indisposed so uh he sent his picks ahead of time though he went uh with michigan plus two that hit tcu plus five and a half that was a winner notre dame plus two uh huh uh, West Virginia, minus seven. That lost in Clemson, minus 14 and a half. Uh, that was no good. So he uh, went two for five, bringing his total on the year to uh, nine for, uh, nine, and, I guess, what, 16.
1: You know, and, um, you know, the thing The thing about that, too, is, you know, sometimes you're, like, you're directionally right in your, in your bet. Like, that yeah. was the right play. I just right, got you miss it by the whatever. hook or whatever. I yeah. mean, this is just, like, yeah, I'm just, like, 180 degrees off, so... Yeah, the
0: thing is, I would have been on like I would have been on West Virginia last week too. Probably, um, I was on the under actually on the uh, Texas Tech team total, which happened to come in, so that was nice. Um, I went four and one last week, taking my overall record to fourteen and eleven. Uh, I had Wisconsin minus two, obviously that missed. But then I had uh, Louisiana Tech getting 20.5, Stanford plus 8, and Mississippi State plus 8. Both of those actually went straight up. And then uh, Georgia minus 18, and they I knew that that bet was going to be a winner, I would say, about 90 seconds into that game, just watching how Georgia yeah. was going up and down the field and uh, shutting down Arkansas, so... Um, all right well we've got a big game to uh talk about here later on today but first let's go ahead and we'll we'll do our picks and again remember we're each picking our five favorite games here i do not know what the skin he's picking so i will go ahead and let him do the honors this week skin what's your first pick
1: all right i'm looking at notre dame going into uh into blacksburg right um you know, and you look at it and you think, yeah, no, this Notre Dame team is not great. I mean, they're banged up on offense. The quarterback situation doesn't look good. The whole offensive situation is, just, is kind of a mess, right? Um, but again, you know, I think that Cincinnati team they lost to is pretty good and was actually kind of a bad matchup for Notre Dame in some ways. Um, so I look at ND going in minus one to a pretty ho-hum VTech spot. I, I, I will take Notre Dame.
0: -1. Oh man, I'm going the opposite way. Give me the Hokies. +1. Uh the the thing here is that Notre Dame, you know, they've had uh you know, kind of some rough physical games the past couple weeks. You mentioned they're really banged up on the offensive side of the ball. Virginia Tech, they're off last week and this is going to be a night game at Hallowed Lane Stadium. I just get the feeling that uh, Notre Dame could have a, uh, could have kind of a being for a rough time the rest of the way here this season. I think it starts with their picking up their second loss of the season at Virginia tech. Give me the Hokies plus one.
1: All right. All right. Well, well, we'll see there. Huh? Poo,
0: all right. So what's your second pick?
1: All right. I'm going to go, go big 12 here. Uh, you know, I, I, I bet on West Virginia last week. I know we talked about some and part of, I still really like – I like this West Virginia team. I, I think maybe that was just kind of a bad spot for them coming off that primetime game, a tough primetime loss you know, the week before. Um, and I, I really like that defense, the way they fly around. Uh, or maybe I'm just biased because they impressed me against OU. But I, I'm looking at them two-and-a-half going to Baylor or getting two-and-a-half points, going to Baylor. I'll take West Virginia in the points
0: yeah the thing about West Virginia watching them, I kind of feel like maybe they'd be better off if they just picked one of those quarterbacks. A quarterback? You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. like the the rotating seems to just throw them off, but uh, gosh man, their defense is so well coached. Um, yeah, so okay, well, then we've got uh, okay, so that's West Virginia plus two and a half going to uh, Baylor. All right I we we talked about Notre Dame, we talked about Cincinnati uh, just a few minutes ago. I'm going to stick with that theme here, and I am going to take Temple, the Owls, plus 29. Basically, this is just me fading Cincinnati off of a very emotional win last week against the Fighting Irish. Um, I'm kind of surprised this number is as thick as it is, which makes me actually a little bit <laughs> more nervous about taking it than, uh, than I am. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, just purely an emotion play here. Give me the Owls uh, getting 29 points.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad, I thought about that as well. Not a bad pick. Um, I okay. And I'm up now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll look. Okay, you know, with the game or one of the games of the weekend. Right, we've got Penn State going to Iowa. Um, you know, I, it's oddly enough, I've watched more Penn State, I think, than than, than anyone, but OU. Um, so you know, the thing about Penn State is, you know, Sean Clifford is is a is a good. Anyway, is a very serviceable more than serviceable quarterback right I, I i don't think he's great penn state's run game isn't has struggled iowa will definitely shut that down and i think they can kind of make penn state one dimensional and then you take your your chances with clifford beating you right so you know i look at iowa at home this is going to be a huge environment one at points i will take iowa laying the one and a half
0: yeah, you know, Iowa, too, you, you you wonder at some point, just given Sean Clifford's history, when's he going to have kind of that meltdown game, you know, and that's what Iowa specializes in. I really thought Maryland was going to beat them last week, and, uh, man, I mean, they just pounded them uh, all night long on Friday night. So, all right, so that is Iowa minus one and a half over Penn State for uh, Skin. All right, um, let's see here. Okay. One of OU's former foes already this year, Nebraska. Uh, they've got Michigan coming to town. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about this because it seems like so many people love Nebraska in this spot. But I think the Cornhuskers are just—I just feel like they're a solid team. Uh, you know, Michigan is is kind of a one-note squad. You know, relying on that running game. And you know, I, I was on. I would. I was obviously. I went against Michigan last week with Wisconsin. We saw how that turned out, but Nebraska. This is a different deal. Um, you know, they're they're defensively, they're in really good shape, and the way that they're kind of playing there on offense. I mean, Torre is probably the best uh, receiver they've had there in a while, and they've got a quarterback in Adrian Martinez who is kind of being you know given free reign to go out and improvise when he gets a shot i feel like i feel like the Cornhuskers, you know they're they're kind of they're, they're they've turned a corner they looked really good last week just thumping northwestern give me the corn huskers straight up to beat michigan
1: yeah it's like outside of that illinois game where they just seem to kind of keep shooting themselves in the foot nebraska's been pretty solid um and like that's exactly how i would describe martinez like he's pretty solid um so great minds think alike. Um, I'm exact same game. Michigan at Nebraska. I'm taking Nebraska plus three and a half. It, you know, it, and again, maybe I'm higher on Nebraska than I should be because uh, you know I thought they were pretty solid against OU. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like Michigan is actually Michigan looks like when you watch them play like a less talented version of what I expected Harbaugh would bring to Michigan. Right? Like really balanced on offense solid defense they're going to beat you you know 24 to 17 um and that's kind of what they do they're just not they're just not great right
0: yeah yeah you know it does feel though like at some point they're going to have to start throwing the ball to win games you know what i mean and i that's where you wonder if it finally catches up with them
1: yeah so we're same here
0: all right so that was we're both on nebraska plus three and a half all right uh, so that was your fourth pick. Okay, here's my fourth pick. And man, you know what? If there's one thing Jimbo Fisher knows how to do, it's cover in a spot in a game like this to uh, build up a little bit of goodwill and make people you know, kind of think that he's got uh, A&M on solid footing. There's no chance that uh, the Aggies are going to beat Alabama this week. But, you know, one one thing to keep in mind with Bama is they're starting to, you know, injuries are really kind of taking a toll there. I saw that, uh, you know, obviously Jace McClellan, one of the rainbacks, is done for the year. Now it looks like Drew Sanders, uh, one of their better defensive players, is going to miss this game. I think that the Aggies will muddy this up just enough and, you know, kind of play keep away for just long enough to keep this within the 18 points. I'm going to go ahead and take the Aggies plus 18. And here's an extra for all of you who have been writing that, oh, Alabama in the first half, it's the best bet ever. Go ahead, take the Aggies in the first half, getting the 10 and a half. You won't be disappointed.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Vegas gets pretty good at what they do. I think they they know that bet's reputation, right?
0: So (laughs) At some point, um, that's going to come back on them hard.
1: you, You know, it's funny. You mentioned Jace McClellan and like, that one stings, right? Like how much could OU use him this mm-hmm. year? Oh, and not just cause he's like super talented because it gives him a, a third scholarship running back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he is super talented, but yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I believe, yeah. are we up to your fifth pick?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm um, going to go to the sec here, looking at South Carolina going to Tennessee, uh, you know, battle of, of two former OU assistants, right? Um, I, you know, this one, like, I know a lot of people are high on Tennessee after, after last week, but they went and thumped a really bad Mizzou team, a, a bad uh, Mizzou that just looked terrible on defense. Uh, you know, they had two, Mizzou had two really bad picks in that game, you know, and like 10, 10 penalties for 100 yards or something. Uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sold on where Tennessee is. I you know, I know they like to play fast and, and score a lot of points, but i think south carolina you know what it's not great there um i think they have a little bit better defense and and uh i'll take them getting 10 and a half
0: all right so that's the Gamecocks plus ten and a half 10 and a half against uh the tennessee volunteers all right well my i'm gonna go ahead and make my final pick uh the game that we're going to preview now which is uh the red river we'll call it the red river rivalry how about that we'll call it the red river rivalry game oklahoma and the texas longhorns our beloved sooners uh coming off a win last week over kansas state that was both too close for comfort and uh, fairly resounding in terms of how oklahoma played uh texas is certainly coming on they've played they've looked uh at least for the most part a lot sharper since uh casey thompson's taken over at quarterback sooners are let's see here three and a half point favorite of course they're playing at the cotton Bowl as they do every year state fair park um and let's see our noon kickoff on abc so let's get down to business here skin. I guess first off reactions from the Kansas state game
1: yeah I mean uh, fitting um for this team uh, I mean just kind of bizarre in that you know I, I know I sent you this text there towards the end but it was like how is this a six point game like uh, you know uh, for the a lot of things oh you didn't do well with some of the penalties and things like that um You know, they did, they looked, I mean, particularly on offense, they looked better. I mean, there was, there was definite improvement and and you kind of thought, especially as they pull away in the second half, like, okay, you know, this isn't what, what I had hoped necessarily, but this is getting closer to it. Right. And and then that final score and and just the way that game ended, you just, you know, it felt pretty kind of deflating, but, but, you know, there was some, some good, some positive to take away
0: right you know it, it's the things though with this team like kicking deep there to uh Knowles late in the game when they're up 13 who i mean the guy's one of the best kickoff returners in the country <laughs> why are you even giving him a shot to to bring it back after this and on top of that you got that penalty to uh you know uh move your kickoff 15 right. yards back it's just i mean stuff like that's like come on man um you know and the tackling obviously left something to be desired although deuce vaughn is tough to bring down um you know i I think for example Bijan robinson you know who all you will see this week from texas is uh the better player of the two but uh i i feel better about OU's chances of, of getting a good solid shot on him than i do on vaughn who is uh really really slippery out there um you know Uh, A few things, it it almost feels like at this point, though, you know, concerns about the defense are starting to overtake the offense now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the thing for the defense is, you know, they have enough playmakers, particularly along that front, right, that it's covered up for some other sends behind them uh, that against good teams is just not going to hold. Uh, you know, I mean, a linebacker and, and really a defensive back. I mean, OU has not been good. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of differences. You may maybe have the strongest unit on the team on that defensive front, which, you know, co- again, covers up for some issues in the back.
0: Yeah, um, you know, and even though last week, I mean, last week they didn't really have much uh, success gaining heat on Skyler Thompson, which was interesting also because, I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy there who was playing basically on one leg, you know, and they really couldn't heat him up, which was also concerning. Um, you know, I think, you know, one of the big questions I think coming into this game is going to be if, if uh, DeLar and Terry Yellow Oklahoma's strong safety, is available. Um, they just need more bodies back there and he's a, he's a solid tackler and has really kind of come on, I think as a, you know, overall player this season. Um, his absence to me, I, I thought was, was kind of big last weekend. Not, not to say that Justin Royals played it, uh, played poorly, but, uh, it was just one of the kind of those spots where they could have used him. And, uh, but I, I like what I saw of the offense in terms of you know, the new running game and really kind of attacking using that zone scheme, Um, as opposed to a lot of the GT counter and things that they've done in the past. And also, I mean, just giving Spencer Rattler a chance to kind of throw on the move, which is one area where he really excels.
1: Yeah. It it seems like they, they went back to the drawing board a bit, right. And just tried to figure out, um, you know, these are some things that will kind of work for us, right. Like for example, getting moving Spencer around a little bit better um, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was. Um, you know, again, I, I thought the offense was positive, and you know, we'll. we'll you know, I don't know. We'll. I, I still need to see more, though.
0: Right now, uh, one thing to keep in mind here is that uh, the the quarterback situation at texas to me is really interesting uh obviously you've got a a sooner legend son uh casey Thompson, son of charles thompson playing quarterback for the longhorns Uh, you know that's a interesting kind of uh storyline but you know the the weird thing to me here is that you know we're hearing a lot now about casey thompson and the effect that he's had on texas offense but you know the guy sat for two years behind sam ellinger he uh, lost the quarterback competition before the season. Like, there's something here that makes me feel like we're not getting the whole picture. That maybe, you know, he might be uh, in some trouble when he sees a defense that, you know, OU isn't, doesn't have a uh, great defense, but it'll certainly be the best that he's seen, I think, this season.
1: Yeah, and that definitely could be. I mean, you know, I, I think people t- – I mean, his numbers are, are hard to deny, right, what he's done. Um, but you're right. He hasn't seen a great defense or, or even a defense th- the caliber of, of OU. So I, I don't know. It's, I can't tell if the – you know, he's just kind of a, a gamer and like, you know, it, it, I don't know. But um, it really will be interesting to see. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. This is just like a silly football cliche, I guess. But like it, to me, it's it's which team can run the ball, you know, and, and well, I should put that can OU run the ball, right? That's number one. And then number two is how will they do against B. John Robinson? If he goes for 180, you know, or let's call it 150, 160 plus, I, I think OU's in a really bad spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, to me, it's how well can they block OU's defensive front? Uh, you know, it's not a, obviously it's not a big group, but they are so disruptive. And, uh, you know, at this point, Texas's offensive line has had a, hasn't they're had the best campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're also yeah banged up with losing uh, Denzel Okafor to uh knee injury last week. The other thing to keep in mind here about this game, man, is that it's going to be like 95 degrees out there. Like it's supposed to be super hot. Like whichever team I think can, you know, kind of handle that maybe and and depth issues. Uh, I think those could also come into play. And that's a big reason why I like Oklahoma minus three and a half here. Uh, I, I I don't want to jinx it, but um, I just look at the, the way Oklahoma played last week. And I, I I don't know. I took a lot, I took a lot away from it. And, you know, the season it's, it's hard to uh, kind of switch gears, but teams have just been so adamant about trying to, uh, you know, keep OU from being them deep that I think it's just really changed the way OU's been able to um, attack and, and, and scheme offensively against a lot of these teams And I feel like there's still something there, another gear they can get to. And uh, we'll see if uh, they pull it off this week against the Longhorns.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, how often like the Texas game is sort of a catalyst for the season going one way or another. I mean, we see it all the time. You know, part of it's kind of like that midway point of the season. But, you know, for me, the, the, the scary thing for OU is that, you know, you come in kind of not knowing where they are. Uh, in, in terms of the mindset of this team, I mean, they played. Uh, with, throw out Western Carolina or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, they played, you know, four games in which you know they very easily could have lost or easily mm-hmm. could have lost each one of those, and flirting with disaster. And then, so you get a sense this isn't like a confident team coming in, which maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. If things go bad early in that game. I could see OU just not knowing how to respond.
0: Yeah. Just not. Yeah. And, you know, we had last year, obviously, we saw Spencer Rattler get benched uh, in the first half, and I thought he actually responded really well. Um, You do wonder, though, I mean, if he has any any setbacks, if uh, they'll start thinking about – looking down the bench there and putting in caleb williams i don't think that they would make like a full-time kind of move but it also wouldn't surprise me if we see a couple more uh play special specially designed plays for him like they had last week against uh the wildcats
1: yeah no i i agree i i think some of that could be could be a good thing for spencer rattler too right yeah yeah absolutely
0: all right well let's uh recap just real quick here Uh, My five this week, Nebraska plus three and a half, Texas A&M plus 18, Temple getting 29, Virginia Tech getting one, and I'll lay the three and a half with uh, Oklahoma. I've got Skinny with ND minus one, West Virginia plus two and a half, Iowa laying one and a half, Nebraska getting three and a half, and taking the points with South Carolina at ten and a half. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Skinny, for uh, joining us, man, and best of luck this week
1: yeah should be a fun weekend
0: absolutely absolutely all right thanks again to the skinny for joining us and if you uh like what you're hearing here please make sure to do rate review subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast make it easier for everybody else out there to find us um and thank you all for joining us too for the blaine homers and podcast i'm alan kenny take it easy